Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sun Guy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sun Guy, along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time sandwich is pot roast. Coach Mike Jones. Some show notes for you if you're looking for some professional wrestling tonight. WCWO at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue. That's in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. BTW in Newark, California. ESW in Niagara Falls, New York. PWA in Lebanon, Tennessee. Tomorrow night, WCWO in Lebanon, Indiana. KEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky for the Scott Diamond birthday bash. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it there this year as initially planned, but happy birthday to Scott Diamond. New Era Wrestling in Shelbyville, Indiana. ECW in Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena. GCW at Buckhead, Georgia. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. PWB in St. Paul, Minnesota. D6 in McComb, Illinois. And PRW in Chicago, Illinois. So get out there, support your local independent professional wrestling. We are scheduled today for the King of Connecticut, Matthew Granahan, to be back. I will give him a quick call, Coach. He went straight to voicemail when I tried a moment ago. Let's see if we can get him on the line here. Give us one moment here. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Oh, come on. That's what the computer girl says when you call you. Oh, wow, but I didn't call me. I just, oh, wait, I believe he is, yeah, I just got word he's just wrapped up a work call instead of a shoot call. Hopefully he'll be calling in in just a moment. All right, cool. Yes, uh, normally I'm not able to make Friday shows. I was able to squeeze it in while I'm driving in this treacherous traffic after a long, hard day, but I can't miss the king of Connecticut. This guy, that guy's got so much bling, you can hear it ring. Nobody swings like the king, not even Ric Flair. Wow. They had the heat the last time he was on the show. They had the heat. I'm sure they still still do. Now, Coach, do you the have king? the heat with Ric Flair? Of course not. The oh, king okay. wants to take him to take him to school, though. How can you imagine Matthew Granahan driving a school bus, taking Ric Flair to school? Yeah, we 
we'll have to see what he thinks about that. But other than that, I, uh, I probably can't do the whole show, so I want to give my plugs real quick, please. All uh, right. You guys can check check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from celebrities all over the world. Also, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast, Saturdays at noon Pacific. And then also, A-plus, Payless, Handyman Services. No job too big or small. 10% cheaper than any written estimate. 50, 15% cheaper for military and seniors. And, uh... With- yeah, excuse me? Uh, with that, Coach, I believe our guest has joined us here. The King! Hey, gentlemen, we how are you? Connecticut with us. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? We're doing great. Good to hear from you. It's great to be back on Turnbuckle Turmoil, the pernicious purveyor of preposterous pomposity, ready to give you the straight scoop. Indeed. Well, coach's time might be on the limited side, so I'm going to start you off with the coach with the most here and let coach jump into this interview real quick. The king, he's got so much bling. If you listen hard, you can hear it ring. Nobody can swing like the king, not even Ric Flair. What's happening, brother? What's going on, gentlemen? It's, uh, Another day in paradise. I'm sitting in my Caldera spa here, um, nursing uh, my my injuries from years and years uh, of combat sports, pro wrestling, and this thing is this this spa is amazing. Check out CalderaSpas.com, C-A-L-D-E-R-A. and it's do it's doing wonders wonders for me. How you guys doing? I'm I'm sitting here drinking a Gorgonzola Dirty Martini. Are you familiar with this beverage? No, I'm not. So I'll tell the I'll tell your fans. It's it's perfect for an afternoon. I just played a a round of golf with one of my buddies down here, and I got a little um, a little pain, uh, not really in my shoulder, more of the in the latimus dorsi area, and uh, uh, it's uh, you take. Uh, gorgonzola cheese and your olives. I like to use Goya anchovy olives and anchovy olive juice. And you fill up about a third of the glass with the uh, gorgonzola cheese and uh, put in three to four olives. And then you shake up your olive juice and your stirrer with your your vodka. I like to use Cathead Vodka because it's one of the brands that I built in my years in the booze business, one of my favorites, or Rain Vodka, another brand that I've built in the years, over the years, and put a little splash of club soda in there with your anchovy olive juice, your um, your vodka, and shake it up and pour it over it, and as you, as you sip it, the um, gorgonzola cheese marinates, and then once you finish, uh, I got, I had about uh, two and a half, uh, uh, two and a half martini glasses worth in my tumbler, and I'm just finishing it. You have a very tasty, uh, 
cocktail, very tasty appetizer, I should say, with your gorgonzola cheese and those Goya anchovy olives. It's one of the king's favorite after playing golf, kind of my uh, favorite after playing golf. I don't play a lot of golf, but I have a friend here that I work out with, uh, and I got a golf course right up the road from the house, and I play usually uh, once a month or so, and we just wrapped up a nine rounds. I, I played 40, did 44 for nine rounds, which is, which is pretty good. I had some nice long drives, 180 to 200-yard drives off the tee, and my, my short game is, was, was decent, and I actually just uh, texted Larry Zabisco. You guys know the living legend because he and I yeah. have a little uh, running uh, bet since the fall, since the spring last, actually of last year, we're supposed to play golf together in Alvito. We just had him on Old School Shooters, the new show I'm co-hosting for Hannibal. And uh, I told him, I said, 44 for nine. And he said, that's right around where I'm at. And, you know, Larry, a lot of people don't know, you know, Larry played some uh, pro and semi-pro golf um, after his pro wrestling career when he was doing the broadcasting for WCW. And he's great, but Larry is Larry is a. I tell you, Larry, when you play golf with the living legend Larry Zabisco, he is more of a um, technician. If you compare it to, to to wrestling, Larry's a master technician. Uh, his short game is really good. His putting game is really good. Um, with me, I'm still you know still. I mean, God, I started playing golf when I was 15 when I was working on the grounds crew of. Birchwood Country Club back in Connecticut um, for my buddy's dad that ran the, the course. Uh, but but Larry is more of a technician, and I play more of a power golf game. I have really good drives, and I've gotten to where I have consistent straight drives off the tee. So when Larry and I do battle on the course, I want to I want to video it when we have our – Larry's a six-hole guy now because he's an older guy, and he usually doesn't play more than six. But I think I, I want to make a whole spectacle of it when I battle the living legends on the golf course because we're no longer, no longer uh, in the squared circle. Yeah, man, that sounds fun. You're quite the on- entrepreneur, you know, and uh, also you're being very blessed with all your talents and abilities. And then you're supposed to be writing a book about Stefan Bonner? No, no, no. Uh, Stefan and I started a book. Uh, together back in 2017 so it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago but it's been six years ago that we started writing a book together uh, called chaotic enlightenment and uh, it's a really cool book Stefan came up with the whole concept we were just telling stories uh, drinking some Jack Daniels telling some stories and he said he said man we need to write a book about these stories and the concept of chaotic enlightenment is every chapter is a story and every story has a lesson. So I cleaned it up a bit. Uh, you know, I work for Berman Law Group uh, out of Boca Raton, Florida is our main headquarters. So I was just down there recording some episodes earlier in the week uh, with the uh, MTV Real World and VH1 Mob Wives cast because we sponsored celebrity boxing with, with the Berman Law Group and the Berman team, you know, our marketing firm. And I happened to mention the book, uh, and they said, yeah, come on down. Let's record it in the studio, uh, which we've got the Limbaugh mic. It's a really nice studio down there. 
uh, in uh, Boca Raton, and I'm going to record um, the, the chapters uh, down there. It's going to be between 60 and 90 minutes, and then um, they're going to intersperse pictures and uh, possibly some, uh, some uh, animation throughout. So it'll be a really cool project. Right. And I did a, a, I did a number of podcasts after Steph had passed to remember him. I did uh, Pat Militich, and I did one with, uh, with Goldie, with Mike Goldberg, uh, who, who the UFC fans remember, Rogan's broadcast partner during the, the golden age of the UFC. And during that, during that show, uh, Goldie got really hyped and excited about the book and really in talking to him i realized you know i have to bring this thing to life man i got to bring this book to life originally i was going to do the book uh with briarcliff sessions um which is out of charlotte north carolina they had expressed interest but because uh berman law group and the berman team is my regular uh regular job working for the firm uh, it makes more sense to do it down there because I have more episodes to do next week down there. So, uh, yeah, you guys can look for that. It'll be on the Hannibal TV. We'll give it to you guys, too, to post if you want to post awesome. it, like, on your social media. Yeah, we, sure. we want to get it out there. I mean, uh, this, with this project, it's more – I just want people to get an opportunity to get to know uh, Stefan. And this is in his own words, man. These are stories that go back to when he was a kid all the way to his uh, high school years at Purdue, early MMA, fighting in Iceland. And uh, we really put a lot into this book when we were writing it. You know, Stefan and I stopped. You know, you start a project like that. I did the one with uh, Stephanie with Gorgeous George, from who folks will remember, who was uh, Macho Man's Valley when she lived in South Carolina. We had some drinks together, you know, Stephanie and I, and had a lot of fun with her, and we'd like, we'd like do this book and then that never got finished. And so with the, with the book with Stefan, man, chaotic enlightenment, he and I talked uh, around Christmas time about getting it out. And he goes, yeah, let's do it. And then you'd get busy and we never did more. So it's not really finished, but it doesn't matter because it's stories from his life, really cool stories from his life. And the fans are going to love this stuff because Stefan, as I've said this before, he was hilarious, man. He and, and Coach Mike yeah. he knows this. I mean, he yeah. he was a great stand-up comic. He was hilarious, and he named my boat. Uh, we we he was with me when I bought a boat in South Carolina, and he named it the Bearded Clam, and uh, and and then when I got another boat, like after he was back in Vegas, I said, Hey man, this was in 2020. I was buying these boats off Facebook marketplace and jet skis and reselling them. Cause you get stuff cheap. And when I bought the other boat, uh, I said, what shall we call her? I'm going to nestle her next to the bearded clam. And he said, we shall call her the salty snatch. So that's just uh-huh. an example of his, his, uh, he was a hilarious guy. Oh, yes, definitely, and it was an honor, and I was blessed to work with him in the Real School Army, and we've got a couple dozen videos with him and interviews, and got to do a bunch of stuff with him and have him up here for seminars, and a couple hundred people got blessed to be in his seminars. We had like a half dozen, and man, what untimely death and a tragic loss. 
the world was. I'll tell you guys, man. Definitely, and I'll tell you guys when you talk about seminars. A lot of people don't realize he was one of Carlson. He was actually Carlson Gracie's last black belt. And um, Stefan used to get mad, at, uh, and I think rightfully so, at the guys like Mario Sperry who ran off to American Top Team and forgot uh, their coach and mentor. And I'm really big in in grappling and wrestling about honoring my coaches and mentors. And Bonner had the same attitude, and he, he got really disgusted with, with these guys and, and talked out about what scumbags they are. And, you know, Mario Sperry is a scumbag. And a lot of these, these other guys whose names I won't mention uh, that were scummy too. And, and Bonner wasn't afraid to speak his mind. He always no. spoke his mind. Hey, hey, not to mention, man, he was a genius. He was very intelligent. And, and he even admitted that he got like 40% of his brains beat out from MMA, and he still was a genius. Oh, yeah, man. I'll tell you guys, the CTE deal is very real. And as and as I get into my older age, older ages now, I, I'm really not a fan of MMA. I haven't been a fan of UFC for a while. And I'm working with um, Jake Shannon, a business development manager and broadcaster for Shoot. And we've got, we've done four shows so far. And it's, uh, we've had high rollers, uh, Bellator fighters, uh, local local fighters, uh, main event local fighters, fight to win grapplers, and it's uh, it's shoot pro wrestling, and it's uh, and there's no blows to the head. It's basically as the name says, it's it's real pro wrestling in the ring. It's it's exciting, and you know I'm not really a fan of MMA or bare knuckle boxing for that matter at this point because of the CTE and all the. Um, friends I've had and training partners that have suffered from it. So shoot is going to be, is going to be exciting. And, you know, Stefan uh, did the, the commercial, the last commercial for shoot along with Forrest Griffin. We, I put the two uh, them together and I wrote and produced the commercial folks can check that out. And Stefan was really excited because while it was, was a shoot in the ring, shoot pro wrestling is, is like the attitude era and creative outside the ring. So it's like the best of both worlds with pro wrestling. And the whole concept of it, it's a lot of us that, us that came from that world of MMA that are kind of disgusted with all the head trauma. You know, Stefan was, was working for high rollers, and he was also booking for shoot as far as getting the high rollers grapplers over because he understood the, um, the head trauma you know, the CTE and we see, we're seeing it unfold in so many ways, you know, now. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm kind of disgusted with the slap fighting thing that Dana White is doing. Now yeah, too. It is I mean, not even covering yeah. Up. yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm old, I'm old school. I, I, you know, I'm yeah. old school. I don't like to see girls fight. I, I, you know, my daughter was a dynamic grappler when she was younger, an AAU wrestler. But by the time she's 15 and 16, she still girls. She became a woman. You know, I don't like to see women punch each other in the face. I'd rather see them make money like Mandy Rose, you know, on the OnlyFans. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty old school in that regard. And old school brings me to the project that I've been working on the last three months, which is old school shooters with the Hannibal TV. Um, we've had uh, Larry Zabisco. Dan Severn, uh, Pat Milicic, Jerry Br- Jerry Briscoe, uh, a number of folks, a number of other other folks. We just had Chris Lights Out Lytle on last night. Uh, 
uh, a number of folks from the UFC and, and, and from pro wrestling on the show. Uh, and it's, it's really just about being old school. And we, we talk, we talk about old school music. We talk about old school fighting and old school values and just really just being old school. Sweet, man. You're, you're very talented. How do people get a hold of you? The best way to reach me um, is on my Instagram. I keep it real simple, just Instagram and Facebook. I don't use Twitter much. uh, Instagram is King, K-I-N-G, period, O-F, period, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-C-U-T, King of Connecticut. And uh, also on uh, Facebook, it's it's just my name, Matthew J. Granahan, G R A N A H A N. And I got to ask you, Mike, uh, Coach Mike D. You know, I got to ask you this, brother. Uh, 2023, it's a new year. Are you, is Danny Bonaducci ever going to step up and face you? I don't think so. He's, he's too old and haggard now, and his wife won't let him. And shit, he's got some type of condition, too. Uh, last year. He was down for the count for like two months. Uh, really? But he recovered. Yeah, he recovered. Uh, so yeah, I'm he's glad he old. recovered, man. I, yeah, I'm glad he recovered. You know, it, oh, his father time always beats us all. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, you know? it's crazy. It's crazy, Coach, because you know, I uh, I started coaching again with Fighting Edge, and that's another thing I want to mention. I do the grappling and submission wrestling coach for the for that fight team out of Titusville, Florida. And uh I'll tell you man, um the the aches and pains that going with the younger guys, grappling wrestling with the young guys. I coach wrestling too here locally at the high school level. And um it, you know, this is going to be my last year doing all that stuff because um I'm in a swim spa now. It inhibits me to do my other passions like net fishing and golfing and uh, target shooting and hunting and that kind of stuff where I have to get around and move around. Um, this is it for me. I'm not doing anything with pro wrestling or, com- or combat sports aside from commentating after this year, because I've got to bow down to father time. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, doing it at the right time too, right? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you you reach a point, and it's sad with a lot of folks. They can't let go. And I only coached for um, Fighting Edge because I was doing a seminar and, with Dan Severn back in the spring uh, at Unlimited Kickboxing. And uh, the, a guy who owned, runs Fighting Edge, a great guy, Phil Collins, not the rocker, he, um, he really liked my – coaching and asked me to come in and do a seminar so i said okay and then he asked me he said can you do take over for this other guy to be our you know submission grappling coach and i'll tell you man it's it it reaches a point um where that becomes too much and and the stuff going on with stefan passing and other stuff that's going on that i won't talk about i i just really don't want anything to do with um the combat sports aside from the occasional commentary for shoot at this point. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. And then, uh, yeah, right and getting now, the book I'm, out. Uh, I'm going to be busy for a little while here. Fine. So maybe you can put me on mute here in a minute, 
But uh, if I'm not able to come back, King, I want to wish you all the luck in the world, man, and uh, really appreciate your time, and I want to get you on my show, too, one of these days. Awesome. I thought this is your show. Yeah, well, Sign Guy, it's Sign Guy's show, and I'm the co-host. And then I got my own show, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast. It's on Saturdays at noon Pacific. So before you go, Coach, time. I've got before you go, Coach, I got to tell you something real quick. Uh, Stefan spoke glowingly about you. He talked about your MMA fight. You know how you stepped up and won your fight, and he loved wrestling for you. Uh, he was a he was a he was a coach a maniac. Man, I I loved him so much, you know, and was so blessed to do everything with him, have him stay at our house. Oh my goodness, it's just I can go on and on. But you know, it's a yeah, he's a great guy. Too. Learning lessons. Yeah, too, great guy. But you know, I'm going to tell you this, man. I I really believe that when you pass your knowledge on to others, as Stefan did, uh, you never truly die. And I also believe, you know, having lost a lot of, uh, sadly lost a lot of close, close people in my life last year in 2022, that they never go away. They always visit you in their dreams, in your dreams, and still do to this day. As a matter of fact, I had a dream. I'll tell you guys that Christmas Eve was crazy when we found out that Stefan had passed. Uh, my daughter was going to be singing at the church. We were going in, and I thought it was all bogus. I thought it was fake news. And I actually, um, I actually, uh, I uh, had a dream about Stefan on Christmas morning, and uh, he said something in my dream to me that was very, very powerful. And I looked it up, and it. And it was really powerful stuff. So I really believe in that, you know, and the spirit world. And Stefan was oh, really yeah. dialed into that, man. He was really dialed into the spirit world. And you're going to see that when you hear me read our book, um, the chapters that I'm going to read. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be about 60 to 80 minutes, and it's going to be really powerful stuff. You're going to, awesome. People are going to get to know him as you did, Coach. All right. Well, yeah, there's people talking, so you guys should mute me, and then uh, hopefully I can get back on at the end. All right. Thank you, Coach. Well, King of Connecticut, we know from the last time you were here and from watching a lot of the videos up on the YouTubes, you had the rivalry going with Ric Flair, and since your last visit – He had what he claimed at the time was his last match. It was a tag team match. It was not the greatest match in the history of matches, to be very fair. Did you happen to watch said match and have an opinion on said match? Not only the match, but I I had to watch. As folks know, I'm a, a personality for the last seven years on Canada's top combat sports podcast, the Hannibal TV. And not only did I have to watch the match as part of my work for, for Hannibal, I had to watch the uh, entire weekend. I had watched the, um, the comedy roast as well. And I had, uh, I had some Granomaniacs, a whole troop of Granomaniacs from, uh, from, North Carolina there with signs and it, and it really Conrad even messaged me after that because it was, they, they all had hilarious signs about the King 
and uh, I had a um, I had a fighter uh, named uh, uh, well I don't know if I should even say his name when I say this but his his Phoenix his last name is DeBrule Tracy DeBrule I'll tell you Tracy DeBrule he he actually had a Forrest Griffin uh, knows him well and did a did an endorsement for a sheriff run but he's an old an old uh, um, training partner of mine um, and he actually went to um, the uh, after party. And um, he uh, he got uh, right up in uh, Flair's face yep. and in everybody's face, and he started he started berating them, uh, talking about me. And it took a few bouncers to get Tracy out, and I think he I think he tossed some bouncers before they got him out. So I've made an impact on on uh, the Nature Boy's life in many ways. Woo-hoo! Now in recent weeks. Rick Flair has made comments that he wants to have at least another match and try to make up for the tag match where he was supposedly dehydrated a couple of times and wasn't totally hey, look, coherent in that match. He wants to make that a, up. It's, it's an abomination. I mean, you reach should reach a certain point in life where you pass on to the younger generation and you carry yourself a certain way. And it's sad that Rick doesn't doesn't understand that at this point. I mean, he he's he's at the average the average life expectancy has dropped in the last couple of years, and actually in the last two and a half years, the average male born today will only live to be seventy four point five years old. Rick Flair is already there. He's exceeding the average life expectancy. He needs to sit back. He needs to let the younger generation, God, even two generations below him, take over. Um, even his kids, as a, as a seventy five year old man. Uh, or soon to be 75 year old man, his kids are at the point where they're almost going to step step back. I mean, think about it. It's it's ridiculous. It's preposterous. I am the pernicious purveyor of preposterous pomposity, but I do. I'd say do whatever you want, Rick. But it's a little ridiculous. They're laughing at you, not with you. Now you mentioned golfing with Larry Zabisco, and he's from that same general era as Ric Flair and he of course stepped back over 25 years ago to where he was doing just a few matches per year he looks like he's still in fairly good condition and good shape he never was like a really big high spot type of wrestler where he did move after move after move he spaced his moves out do you think people like Larry Zabisco was able to go about their career in a smarter fashion and are going to have a longer, more pain-free existence because of the way they wrestle? Or do you think that people like Larry Zabisco just won't exist anymore and it's going to be people that have briefer careers and are not going to have the quality of life in their later years after they stop wrestling? Well, I think obviously what's old is new, and the fans want to see wrestling. That's what it says on the marquee, and you give them wrestling. Larry was a great wrestler. Larry had a solid amateur background before getting into the pros. He was groomed the right way with uh, Bruno Sammartino, and he had a great career, and he knew how to work. 
work means working the crowd. And he knew how to work by uh, getting in and out of the ring, taking those powders. And he was a master of working the crowd, as is your king. I mean, I just did a highlight uh, video uh, that uh, folks can see on the Hannibal. And you can see I wrestled. I mean, I wrestled T.J. Uh, Jaworski. I wrestled Stephen Bonner. I wrestled uh, Steve Alpone. I wrestled all these guys were great collegiate wrestlers that I trained with that I brought into the business with me and we had wrestling matches we did what it said on the marquee and I'll and I'll quote my coach and mentor Billy Wicks who told me when you do pro wrestling you tell those people there's not a damn thing I do in that ring that I can't do to every one of you fat slobs that's paying to see me and that's what the old school shooters about that's what that's really what wrestling has to go back to what do people crave they crave the tales from the territories the rock knows that that's why he's doing it they crave these old school stories tune into old school shooters on the Hannibal um, that's all that we explore with UFC and uh, and uh, pro wrestling legends and we just did a Sonny Ono one, too, that was great. And Sonny Ono was my broadcast partner for WACO, World Association of Kickboxing Organizations, in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, with uh, Shoney Carter, you know, UFC uh, veteran. And uh, he had some great perspectives. He's, of course, working with a lot of the Japanese wrestlers. It's going to go back to what it says on the marquee. That's what people want to see. They don't want to see the car wrecks. They don't want to see the gymnastics. You can have a variety show. You can have some of those matches on the card. But when you have those matches, it should be the, the move should be minimal so that you don't overexpose the fans and um, they, they don't become, which, which a lot of fans have become, um, sort of like where it doesn't have the impact anymore. You know, they're numb to it. In the last few years, AEW has continued to be a force on the national scene. And a lot of people look at their wrestling product as overly risky. There's a lot of injuries. A lot of people miss months and months of action due to injuries. You see a lot more uh, doctors running out to assist people on their show than perhaps the other national shows. What do you think of AEW's particular product as far as the longevity of the people in it? Well, you know, I haven't really watched it much. I watch more old-school pro wrestling. Uh, I don't really watch much of the current stuff. I watch some of the a little bit of a little bit of NXT and uh, some of the Japanese stuff. Um, so I don't really know, having seen it. Um, but if they are um, overutilizing the high flying stuff, it's. I mean, I know their ratings haven't been very good. I mean, you have to do two things to get ratings. And you know, I I talked. I think on the last show I worked for Spike TV. And I did the plan for Bellator MMA. Actually, it was Bonner who, who was the man there with the Tito Ortiz fight where he beat UFC head-to-head in the ratings. You have to give people a reason to want to watch. You, ha- you have to make it entertaining. You have to make it compelling. You have to make it real. And it sounds to me like they're not doing that. 
Oh, this last week on TBS, there was a show that premiered after AEW that was essentially slap fighting where contestants are yeah, trying to... Yeah, I spoke to, of that already. Yeah, I spoke about that already. You know, Dane, to call Dana White a scumbag would be insulting to used condoms. Uh, watch the show I did at my law firm at Berman Law Group with Bob Carson, who wrote a book exposing the Fertitas and Dana White and uh, their their past. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much enough said about that. I mean, Forrest is a friend. I know he's involved. He's involved with that, but it's absolutely ludicrous, and especially with everything going on with CTE. Uh, Dana White is completely tone deaf. He doesn't care. I think the show is is, is idiotic, but um, you never know. We'll see how it does. Now, in the world of MMA, especially in the early days of it, we saw a lot of professional wrestling crossover with guys like Dan Severn, Ken Shamrock, and people like but that. Both, that were, who came, both who were pro wrestlers before. Let's clarify that. And let's yes. also clarify this. You know, MMA, No Holds Barred, all came, No Holds Barred, which is the name that pre, precursor to MMA, all came out of professional wrestling. Read my book, read Rough and Tumble, and fans need to educate themselves. UFC is the largest and most successful professional wrestling organization in the world right now. I did an interview with Art Davey for the 29-year anniversary of UFC, and he said that. And uh, Pat Milicic has said that. A lot, of, a lot of UFC veterans have said that. So if folks want to educate themselves, they really need to buy my book. And you can actually buy it now directly from me. You can get a signed copy so you can learn the real history. Most people don't even know what the hell they're watching when they watch MMA. It is professional wrestling. Folks that learn the lineage, the roots of the tree, Rough and tumble, baby. Matthew J. Granahan, Facebook, King.of.Connecticut, Instagram, and DM me, and we can coordinate getting you a signed copy. Uh, with the history of UFC and mixed martial arts in general with professional wrestling, do you think that it benefits one sport over the other to – have that crossover ability? Do you think that if you delve into both, it's going to benefit you on one side or the other more? No, I mean, it could be mutually beneficial. It it, it depends. But, I mean, it's kind of a moot question because I consider the UFC a professional wrestling organization. If you read the book, you'll understand why. Fair enough. You mentioned CTE a moment ago, and that has been a hot-button topic in all combat sports over the last several years as we learn more and more about the effects of that and what it can actually do long-term. Several wrestlers, of course, in their later years suffered from versions of CTE, people like Vern Gagne, Jimmy Snuka, Chris Benoit, of course, all had brain damage when they passed away. Do you think that the wrestlers today, because of the way a lot of the national companies are structured with medical personnel and stopping matches if they suspect a concussion and so forth, are going to be 
more likely to be clear of CTE issues in the next generation, or do you think it's going to continue to be the same problem that has plagued the sport for the entirety of the history? Well, I'll tell you, man, when I started doing professional wrestling in the mid-90s in, in the Northeast of Connecticut, New York, and Rhode Island, Massachusetts, um, guys would take chair shots. I never did it. But guys would take unprotected multiple chair shots to the head where the chairs would bend and the chairs would break. Uh, I think if if you stuck with wrestling, uh, you mentioned you know Larry Zabisco. If you watch when I wrestled, Dan Severn. If you stuck with what it said on the marquee, you now you can give fans a little variety. But if you stuck with the entertainment and the wrestling, um, that wouldn't be a problem in professional wrestling. Now in mixed martial arts, yeah. I mean, God, it's it's a huge problem and I think uh, I don't want to tip my hat too much, but there's going to be a there's going to be a rude awakening for guys like Dana White that's going to be coming. Um that's all I'll say. Uh, several years ago, there was a class action lawsuit brought forth against WWE from guys that were claiming they had concussion issues and were suffering health issues as a result of that. It's been speculated and it's been made innuendo of that WWE cut ties with a lot of people that were involved in that suit. It's speculated. That's why Ivan Koloff was never admitted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Bill Eady claims that he never was asked to come back for anything, despite Demolition being a very, very well-known, popular tag team. There's a few other examples of guys that claim they never got calls after the lawsuit came out. Do you think that in a publicly traded company like this, when a company looks like it's doing things out of vindictiveness that there should be something done to look into this, or do you think that WWE still should have the right to more or less punish people because of lawsuits and things like that that they bring to the company? Yeah, that you know, I'm with a major uh, law firm, and uh, but that's not my area of expertise. But I will tell you this: uh, one of the partners in our firm at Berman Law Group, and I mean, we're one of the biggest in the country, uh, told me how dysfunctional that suit was that was brought against WWE. The guys didn't know who the right people to go to. And it's ultimately like anything else in this country or this world. It's who you know. Uh, and I'm just going to say this one more time, and then I've got to get going here in a little bit. There's going to be a rude awakening on the MMA side, there is going to be, mark my words, a rude awakening coming for Dana White in the UFC. That's all I'll say. Well, I know uh, you have limited time, like you said, but I want to make sure if there is anything you want to say, plug or promote, that you have a chance to do it. So why don't you go ahead and run through all that real quick? Sure. Yeah, I'm just in a rush because I'm in the swim spa and my muchacha keeps coming out to tell me to come in. Um, yeah, so um, I'll tell you, uh, not much. I mean, shoot pro wrestling and old school shooters and uh, the Berman team and Berman Law Group. Uh, you know, I spoke throughout the podcast about shoot pro wrestling 
and I want to thank you guys for uh, for listening to that because it's it's going to be a great company. I mean, Jake Shannon is he's the man. You guys should have him on your show. I mean, Scientific Wrestling and Jake Shannon, they are truly the bridge between uh, mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. And as far as he, they're more known by fighters. Uh, and very high-level fighters because of their training camps, um, not as much as promoters, and that's a good thing because they're going to care about the fighters uh, with this promotion. Like I said, there's already been uh, four shows, and we're about to do another show coming up here in the spring. So Shoot Pro Wrestling, check out the commercial that Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin did recently, RIP Stefan. Stefan helped write and craft that commercial. It was one of the last things he did. And we're going to honor his, his memory and his aversion to CTE. That's why he was working for high rollers grappling, because we want these guys to go more into grappling and not uh, into where they're, de- where they're ruining their brains. Uh, that's number one. Number two is the Berman team, Berman Law Group. You can hit me up at king.of.connecticut or Matthew J. Granahan, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-G-R-A-N-A-H-A-N, on Facebook, if you've been involved and injured in an accident anywhere in all 50 states. We have 10X Law. We can take those cases in all 50 states. And uh, then the last thing is Old School Shooters. It's a show that I host on the Hannibal TV, and if I imagine your fans are probably familiar with my commentaries, we've got over 2 million views, uh, over 2.3 million views on my commentaries over the last six and a half years on the Hannibal TV, Canada's top combat sports podcast. That's where you go to get the straight scoop from the king. And I started co-hosting old school shooters. Like you say, we've, we've had Sonny Ono, Gerald Briscoe, Pat Militich, Larry Zabisco, um, on the show, we've got Kevin Sullivan coming on next week. So check it out, Old School Shooters. And, man, I'm, I didn't want to rush you guys. I want to get as much information in as possible uh, before I have to hop off. But it's, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the show. And uh, I really appreciate your time, brothers. Our pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you here on the show. We will have to do it again at some point soon. Best of luck on the book and all the things you have in the works. Coach, anything else before we let the King in Connecticut go go back to his day? Hey, King, I got a quick story real quick. Stefan yeah. was prepping, prepping for his bodybuilding contest against Tom Lawler. And he, had, he was in town here for uh, seminars and for wrestling. And after the wrestling show, uh, everyone went to Applebee's. And he he went with us, but he was not eating that weekend. He sat there and ate ice while we ate, and then he went home to, back to Vegas and won that contest against Tom Lawler. That's awesome, man. You know, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That was like the right at the same time when we did the Legends and Fixits uh, show. And I remember him beating the filthy one, Tom Lawler. Yeah, Stefan's such an awesome guy, man. I, I had a chance to tell some – you know, the, the sad thing was with old school shooters, I told some stories to Jerry Briscoe and I think Sonny – yeah, Sonny Ono too, about Stefan on the show before he passed because um, we recorded those shows just before Christmas. And it's I still haven't fully digested it. There's been some other – crazy stuff going on, um, which people can read into who else I manage uh, that I don't want to talk about publicly. 
but um, it's been a crazy uh, few weeks, and I still haven't fully digested that Stefan passed. And yeah, I printed I out the manuscript of yeah, so I printed out the manuscript of Chaotic Enlightenment. So I have it printed out, um, and I haven't even read it yet because it's been a while since we worked on it. So I'm doing the read on the book uh, Monday down in our law firm down of uh, South Florida. So. Oh, man, that's a great story. He was just such a great guy, and and like you said, a bright guy. And you know, there's just no shortage of footage. I've got, I did so many shows with Stefan, uh, podcasts and wrestling shows, comedy shows. We called fights together on a couple shows in South Carolina that Hannibal's gonna start putting up. So the thing is, his his legacy and his memory live on to those of us yes. like you and I, coach. You know, and and that's the thing. You never die when you have all that stuff on video. What a blessing. Yes, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And I don't know if it's too late to say, but Happy New Year. Yes, you too, brother. <laughs> thank you, guys. Absolutely. You guys have a great night. All right, King of Connecticut. Thank you so much for being here. Fans, definitely jump on the YouTube Check out the videos he referenced. They're great. Watch the commentary there he does for Hannibal. Look out for the book when it drops. But, Coach, as we wrap up, uh, as most fans listening will know, we had a tragic event in our industry this past week. Jay Briscoe, one half of the current ROH Tag Team Champions, passed away in a very tragic automobile accident Uh, one of his daughters was also seriously injured in that accident so as we wrap up the show today we will do our ceremonial timbell salute to the late great jay briscoe